Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Full of frustration. Full of despair. From years of hurt, disappointment and relegation. Two British football fans have had enough. Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory, pride, passion. In search of silverware. And they found... Major League Soccer. Oh, it's warm in here, I tell you. Welcome along to Season 4, Episode 7 of the MLS UK Show. I'm a very sweaty Elliot Holman. And I'm a very hot Henry Hewitt. (laughs) Modest as always. Uh, Thank you for listening to this ridiculous podcast in a room that's not designed uh, for heat of this kind. It's never this hot in the UK. What's going on? Yeah, we should explain that... uh, for our North American viewers and listeners, that it is currently about 30 degrees. Don't know what that is in Fahrenheit. Uh, we use Celsius, don't we, here in the UK? But it's just very hot. And when you designed this garage slash studio, you thought about uh, February or December, the start and the end of the season. You didn't think that it was going to be this hot. So uh, I just wish that I could afford to hire my wife, who's a makeup artist, to get some anti-shine on us today. <laughs> There's not enough. So uh, if there's ever a plug to watch us on YouTube, please do it because, uh, yeah, we're both very sweaty. Or don't, I think, is probably the message, no. to be fair. Um, yeah, I uh, when I sorted this room out, I installed a heater because it's always so cold. I <laughs> uh, didn't really bargain on the 30-degree UK summer, which will last two days just so happens to be the day we're recording (laughs) yeah well we've got the door open uh we've got a fan going so if you can hear something in the background that's what that is um and yeah i I know the few last few episodes have been touching an hour i think this one we're we're probably gonna have to be around 50 minutes or else we will both faint 15 minutes yeah that sounds good to me um just want to address something by the way we promised in the last episode that we'd uh talk about the euros yeah 
didn't come home. There you go. We talked about it. Yeah, that's all we're going to say on the matter. Mm. Uh, what has come home, though, we want to say thanks to Mark from uh, Last Word on Soccer. He was on episode two of this season, uh, Austin fan, talking to you. Um, he sent us some stickers. Now, I didn't know he'd sent us these. These have been in your kitchen table mm. for the last uh, couple of months. What happens is I got really excited because it had an American stamp on the envelope. So as soon as they arrived, I opened them straight away. And I looked at all these stickers and I was like, wow, this is so good. And it was after our first episode where we spoke to um, spoke to Mark. And to be honest, since then, I just completely forgot <laughs> about them and forgot to tell you. So um, sorry about that. Uh, so uh, with him being an Austin fan, I don't know if you can see on the camera. So there's uh, Los Verdes and the Austin Anthem stickers. So they're quite cool. So we'll take them. Uh, he's also, because he's a big Nottingham Forest fan, uh, sent us a lot of stickers for the Nottingham Forest um, US uh, sort of uh, supporters club. Now we are recording this in Derby, mm. so uh, Mark, we won't be keeping these. We'll be sticking them on lamp posts and, <laughs> yeah. uh, and buildings, and we'll go over to Pride Park and stick them on. So thank you very much for these. Really appreciate <laughs> it. Um, so uh, we're going to have to get straight into it because there's so much to talk about today. Of course, last weekend, as yeah. an Atlanta fan, I've got a lot to say. Mm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this specifically. Um, shall we start, as always, though, with the game with the change of name? Yes. Okay. Uh, this is a player that I don't even need to go on their Wikipedia for, I'll be honest. I'm, uh, I'm very aware of their work. However, uh, if you're hearing this for the first time, it's a player that's played in the UK uh, and in MLS as well. Okay, so uh, they've played on both sides of the pond. I'm going to read you their career path. You've got to work out who it is, okay? Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Uh, this player started their career in 2008 at FC Dallas. I mean, who doesn't start their career at FC Dallas these days, to be fair? Um, they played there for four years, 98 appearances, and 19 goals. Mm, okay. Um, they also played for Stoke City, Barnsley, Birmingham, and then moved back to MLS, and they've played for a trio of rivals. I think it's disgusting, personally. <laughs> it should never be allowed. So there's your clue. Okay, I think I know, but I'm going to leave it to the end of the episode. If you know, if you watch it on YouTube, all you need to do is comment on this video. It leaves a timestamp of where you're up to. Um, as we always say, if you go to the end and then come back and tell us who it is, uh, then we will know. We'll know you've cheated. If you're listening on your podcast provider, just tweet us at MLS UK Show. Um, yeah, I think he's. I don't, I'm quite confident on this one. I think it's quite an easy one. It's uh, he's become quite of a cult hero, hasn't he? And he was a cult hero for some in MLS, mm. and not quite for others. Cult hero to you? Um, Surely not. No, I don't think he did enough for my team uh, to uh, to become a cult hero. But you know, I think the look of him, I I'd put him down as an MLS cult. I hero. think if he'd have stayed at uh, one of the clubs, yeah, uh, probably would have become a cult hero, maybe on the bench. <laughs> uh, but I think then moving to two rivals maybe uh, moves them away from the hero status. Well, if you know, let us know. Uh, right, it's time to talk about last weekend in MLS. MLS UK Show with Elliot Holman and Henry Hewitt. Yes, as you can see, I am sporting yet another MLS jersey. Uh, I've got the 4th of July special Orlando City uh, jersey. We will literally buy 
anything with a badge on, won't we? Uh, and if you are just like us, then make sure you head to Soccer90.com. They are your one-stop shop for all the MLS club jerseys, uh, all the gear, hats, scarves, all the international shirts as well. If you've seen some during the Euros, maybe, or in the Gold Cup, and you're like, oh, I could do with that. Uh, Soccer90.com. Yes, I've noticed the Italy stuff on there. I will not be buying that, but there's lots of Premier League <laughs> stuff on there as well. So if you are a supporter of Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool, Man City, Man United or Tottenham, they've got your shirts as well. And remember, if you put MLS UK at the checkout in the discount code, you get 25% off too. There's no Norwich City stuff on there. I've already checked. Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt. MLS UK show. Okay, we've been outside, we've got some fresh air, still very sweaty, but at least we can now go through this next section. And I'll be honest with you, I kind of need a fresh air before talking about this. <laughs> uh, it's last weekend in MLS, and there's only one place to kick off it's Atlanta United, uh, head coachless. Atlanta United. Uh, it seems that every episode now we're starting with this because last time was Toronto. Yeah. Uh, and there's uh, two main things that they have in common. Uh, Toronto and Atlanta United before sacking their head coach. And I guess it was uh, leaving their best player, their lead striker, out of the team. Yeah, uh, we saw it with Altador, of course, and uh, now Martinez at Atlanta. What's your take on it, first of all? Is there any way, is there anything Martinez can do on or off the pitch that means you don't pick him first? Honestly, no. <laughs> um this is the thing with Martinez is that uh, how I see Atlanta at the moment is that they have gone so far away from that MLS Cup winning team. Uh, mm. Like I think in every position, and even in Martinez, but he's been injured for a year. They've got worse head coach. They've got worse every position, and even the players that are still there, Brad Guzan, he's got worse. So uh, <laughs> Martinez is that one hope for us Atlanta fans that we can actually do something. And the fact that he wasn't playing, he's one of the best players in the league mm. and you have to play him. You have to. And uh, this is the thing. I know in previous episodes I've defended Heinzer and I've said that I can see what's happening with Atlanta. When he fell out with Martinez, I just felt, that's it. Your time's coming to an end. I can't see a way back. And then seeing that Martinez was actually at the ground against New England and not playing, yeah, it, the fans made it clear Martinez is the big dog and you, you can't not play him. Is it healthy for that to for a player to have that much of an impact? And by the way, I agree, I think he should because I think he's the best thing that's ever happened to, to Atlanta. Is it healthy for somebody to have that much power? Um, he seems well-liked. If he wasn't well-liked then no, he's not healthy. But he seems really well-liked. He, he seems to love the club. So I think that's fine. Uh, but yeah, I think if it was if it was him and he had the... He, had, he has an arrogance, of course he does. But if he had an arrogance that meant that he didn't... He felt he was better than the other players or felt he was a, a bigger part of a the squad, then no, that's not healthy. But he seems to get on. I mean, you saw the amount of former players at the weekend that were tweeting or Instagramming sort of responses to it yeah. all saying he's the king and he's well liked and the I'm sorry for Heinzer it's a shame that he's lost his job now but there was only ever going to be one winner in that you've got to choose your battles you have yeah and unfortunately for him he chose one that he was never going to win I think any literally any other player in that team he would win that battle but Martinez you ain't winning the battle and then on after the game I think it was after the game yeah against New, Z New England um, 
he then mentioned the the front office and he said I've had issues before with front offices and I'll you know I've come through it and that when I saw that I thought it would not yeah. surprise me if you were gone in 24 hours and he was so uh, I'm wearing my happy days shirt in response to it <laughs> uh, and I just hope now that Atlanta can they can move on and, and do something right like uh, as an outsider, who should Atlanta be going for? What sort of head coach? Because it's let's face it, they got the first one right, but it's it's two failures in a row now. It's tough, isn't it? Uh, the trouble is that they've set this precedent of going for big names like Heinzer. For me, I know he he does have coaching experience, but for me, it wasn't the right hire. You can find me saying that on the podcast before. I don't believe. I I want to see someone come to Atlanta who knows MLS. Mm. That's not their style, but I think that's what they need. I think somebody needs to kind of help them build that roster back again. I don't. I don't think the roster is good enough. No, I I agree. And, and you look at LA Galaxy; they went down a certain route for years. It weren't working. Now they get Greg Vanny in. I that's know. the only thing I said at the start of the season that's actually been right. Yeah, <laughs> is Greg Vanny to LA Galaxy will do the job. So I personally, I agree. I think Atlanta needs to go down that route. We need someone with MLS experience. Um, the thing is now for Atlanta, I know they've put a sort of a deputy uh, head coach in, but whereas in the last episode, I kind of wrote off Toronto's season, you look at Atlanta, I mean, they've only lost one home game for a start, mm. but also they are within four points of the playoffs. Their season can be ignited. They, they've they got two games coming up this week. They win them both. They could be in the playoffs. It feels like a fork in the road for me. I don't know. I don't know how you feel about this, but I think obviously the hire is really important. Mm-hmm. But right now, this is it, it. It almost does. If that's going to take three weeks, it's not soon enough. This is the point where they need to start picking up points and getting some kind of run together. Because I think the longer it goes on, the more the season is just going to sort of fade away into not nothing. But mm. Atlanta are used to success. Yeah. Well, we saw it last year, didn't we? When uh, Deboer was was fired. Uh, the season then they was in a similar position they mm. weren't that far off the playoffs they didn't hire someone they went with a, an easy option of a, a deputy from uh, the backroom staff and it just didn't work out and they, they finished very you know, low down the table Atlanta are a big team in MLS they're a big name they can't be doing this too too much you know too many times they've got to be making the playoffs and as well for Martinez Martinez has said that this is his last season at Atlanta allegedly said that if they if they get a good head coach in and then he the they bond together, they go in the playoffs, Martinez could stay. But I think if they don't hire someone, they just leave it someone in the backroom staff, end up finishing tenth again, he's gonna go because he I mean Martinez deserves better than that. Give me a club in Europe that Martinez could be successful at. I was That's th- not a loaded question. No, no, I funnily enough, uh my mate Jordan, I was texting him on Saturday night because he was watching the game as well. And he asked me that. And my first thought was Spain. Mm. And I just thought Valencia or Villarreal. Ooh, okay. So a team in Spain who's not Real Madrid, Barcelona. Mm. Um, I don't think he'd suit them. Firstly, because of it. he's a very confident guy. And he ain't going to be number one in those teams. <laughs> uh, so some, a, few, a bit, team that's going to probably finish around sixth, seventh, fifth. You know, so Villarreal, Valencia for me. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Hopefully it doesn't come to that. Hopefully he stays. Could he do it in the Premier League? Um, I think I think the Premier League will be a bit too fast. Martinez, I feel, he's a, he's a great in the box, but I feel he needs just a bit of time 
just to sort of analyse things, look around. And I think the Premier League, you don't get that time. So I don't. Whereas Almiron's got his pace where he can come in and he can he can have his, his thinking time while he's running with the ball. I don't think Martinez would do it in the Premier League. Do you know, this is not something I ever expected to say. And it just is coming to my mind. And I, I almost feel stupid saying... No, he's not signing for Orlando. Thinking, no, he's not signing for Orlando. Um Four months, uh, like a, a few months ago, I wouldn't have even dreamt of saying this. I think that that Southgate formation that we saw from England in the Euros is pretty much the only thing that could work for Martinez over here. Mm. Because he will just sit in the box. Yeah. Let's be honest, his positioning and close range finishing is what makes Martinez so lethal, right? But he needs the service, but he also isn't going to track back at all. No. Not He's not like Harry Kane. He's not going to track back. But when we had those two sitting midfielders, you know, Rice and Phillips, with the wingers providing the service, for me, that's that's Martinez all over. Yeah. No, I, I would agree with that. So, uh, but Is he English? It, can we can we steal him? <laughs> but then again, what Premier League team, you know, it's, it was kind of seen as being a bit defensive. Mm. I don't see one of the big teams playing it. He will have to sign for a team that is looking to finish around 13th, 14th. Can I interest you in Burnley? (laughs) I've been to Burnley and Jose Martinez, you don't want to go to Burnley. (laughs) Uh, Right, elsewhere this weekend, uh, Red Bulls in into Miami, that was postponed, uh, so we'll move on from that. Um, I want to talk about the uh, Montreal-Cincinnati game, arguably the best uh, game at the weekend. Mm. First of all, can we just say, how great was it to see Montreal playing back at Sabuto again? Yeah, the the Canadian teams going home for me is a massive moment because I've, it's not sat well with me. No. The the whole thing just seemed like a bit of a mess. It seemed rushed. I don't know why they couldn't get special permission to play there before. You know, we, we've seen it with sport all over the world now is that teams have moved in bubbles or leagues have moved in bubbles. We made it work when uh, we had the MLS's back tournament and there's very little, very few cases yeah. i understand i do there's no need to explain it to me i understand why it didn't happen but i just think maybe you know it's literally been three months we could have done that three months ago yeah uh, well that's the problem it's working with different countries and i mean we've even had it here with england and wales technically we're all the uk but england and wales different companies uh, different com- different countries <laughs> different rules so yeah I'm glad that they're back hopefully Vancouver can get back as well great to see it at Cebu so it just they've not been there really for two years because they started last year at the Olympic Stadium so it's nice that just nice to see I I felt a, a nice sort of it was kind of like... Normality. Ret- yeah, normality. Retro MLS, seeing Montreal actually playing at home. And what a game as well. Nine is, goals. Nine goals. Is this the most Cincinnati thing? The fact yeah. that they were 4-2 up, yeah. never scored four in MLS before, and they still lose. And do you know what? I don't think it would have happened if Montreal weren't playing at home. No, no, I don't think it would have. I think, uh, you know, in a nine-goal game, it's always going to go to the home team. I don't know if you could find many examples where the away side has somehow rallied and and got a fifth goal um so yeah it is the most Cincinnati thing to ever happen I agree but also I think it happens because Montreal are at home yeah uh one time I do remember Norwich four Liverpool five (laughs) do you know I was thinking about this game earlier that's so bizarre that you mentioned that because we've got Liverpool the first game of the season and I was thinking uh remember when Adam Lallana scoffed that shot anyway I'm not bitter um, Wanyama was uh, pulling the strings for uh, Montreal. He's Love a, him. A big name for him. And he, he, they click when he's clicking. And, and to see him after the fifth goal, hugging the head coach as well, he, he 
I think they were just a nice vibe around Montreal, weren't they? When they signed Wanyama, I know it was a while ago now, my initial thought was one of your best players is already a central defensive midfielder. What are they doing? Spending, fine to get cover for, for Piet, but what, what are you doing? Like, but playing two together, and I, I don't mind it. I'm here for it. Yeah. Um, player of the weekend, I'll give you one choice. Mukhtar for Nashville. No, I'm not having it. <laughs> uh, what a game he had. Uh, first of all, Chicago, I mean, losing 5-1 to Nashville. I know Wiki wasn't there for personal reasons. Hopefully he's all right. Um, he wouldn't have been all right after seeing the score right. at halftime. It's not going to have helped things, is no, it? 4-0, ascending off. But Mukhtar, the, uh, officially the fastest hat-trick in MLS history. He was doing a lot of saluting uh, in, the, in the game. So, uh, I mean... Nashville, we've said a lot about them playing a lot of games. Great little club. Great little club, as you, club, as you said. But this performance, I know Chicago haven't been great, but this was a dominant display once. Yeah, this is this is the Nashville that, that we could see week in, week out with just a little more experience within that roster, I think. That's, that's where I'm at with it. I think we talked about Austin and how they've done really well in building a, a roster that's got experience, but it's exciting, it's attacking. You know, there's strengths, strengths all over. And I think Nashville is very, very close to being a team. I love to watch them, by the way, even yeah. before the, this result. I love to watch them play. Everything about them is, is pleasing on the eye. And I'm, I'm here for Nashville. Yeah, and it says a lot as well. You know, there's a lot of uh, clamour for uh, soccer-specific stadiums. Mm. And yeah, we agree with that. But Nashville are doing all right in their NFL stadium. And, and they make the most of it because they uh, just watch it. I mean, it does help when you're winning 5-1, but it, it looked a great atmosphere. Yeah, and, um, you know, when we look at Chicago as well, on the last podcast, I said it's embarrassing to lose to Chicago. <laughs> Um, Orlando City then went and lost <laughs> to Chicago. Um, and I stand by it. I, I think it was embarrassing. I, I don't mind admitting that. I think it was embarrassing. But I, I think, you know, that's one of the few games Orlando have lost this season. It's a bit, it, I think it's bizarre more than anything. Um, and uh, we posted a clip of the podcast on Twitter yeah. um, where I said, it's embarrassing losing to Chicago. Uh, and then, um, thanks for that. You uh, you put the goals scored against Orlando um, with the video. And um, a lot of Chicago fans, mainly uh, Chicago Fire UK, um, in my mentions on Twitter with the clown emoji. Well, you are wearing a red and white top mm, today. That's just for you guys. <laughs> um, yeah, the clown emoji, I think a little bit, little bit excessive, to be fair. Um, but you know, I'd, you know, I hold my hands up. I was wrong. Okay. Chicago are not an embarrassing club just to run through. Sorry. Five one, wasn't it? Nashville five, Chicago one. Uh, I totally agree with uh, them sending you the clown emoji. I've got to put that on record. Uh, elsewhere, the five, <laughs> five, one elsewhere. Seattle streak is over Minnesota. 1-0 against Seattle. I didn't tell you this, but I uh, appeared on BBC Radio Manchester last Friday. Did you? Uh, they were looking to do a feature on foreign, like, foreign leagues and uh, spoke to me about MLS. And this was my game of the weekend. I said, Seattle unbeaten. 
and uh, this could be a Minnesota win, partly because of the Wonderwall reference. It could give me a chance to get that in there as well, the Oasis song. Uh, but it, it, I was right in the end. Minnesota won now. I'm so glad that they found you because can you imagine me on BBC Radio Manchester with this accent? Well, they did say that. They said, we're going to talk MLS with uh, Henry Hewitt from the MLS Henry. show. Yeah, Henry. You may, uh, you may think that his accent would be uh, North American and I'd come on and go, ah, yeah, you're all right. <laughs> Um, but Minnesota won goal at the end. Um, few injuries for Seattle, and I uh, know there's a few players at the Gold Cup as well. They've had a few difficult results in mm. recent weeks, but I mean, surely they've shown enough that they are contenders. This is the difference, okay? So Orlando have had a little bit of a wobble, and I'm thinking, yeah, and the performances weren't great even when we were winning. The difference with Seattle is that they've been... They've looked so good all season. From the start, from that first week, they've looked so good, so strong... And you just—I don't think you can look at Seattle and go, "Oh, they're not going to—they're not, not going to do it now." They'll be absolutely fine. Yeah, Minnesota. The you know they've kind of been hit and miss again, but I feel that they're starting to find the feet. Um, you know, this is a very good win for them. Yeah. They're into the playoff positions now in the West, and uh, well, yeah, we fancy that they should make the playoffs come the end of the season. I don't feel like they—they they drop out of the playoff positions now. I, I know it's very tight still, and I know maybe for a, a week or two, but I think overall, I think I think they're they're going to be absolutely fine. I just look at the teams outside, and I'm still backing Austin, and I know they're not in the playoffs. So I'm thinking someone's got to drop out for my prediction of Austin to to come to ring true. Who do you think? If you had to say, what is it, week thirteen, week fourteen? What would yeah. your prediction? Be? I think Portland will be fine. Yeah, they've got the roster. Can't see Minnesota going anywhere. Colorado, do you know what? They're there on merit. Yeah. But still, and this is the un, this is the untrained eye on Colorado. This is someone who can't stay up and watch every Colorado game because it's at stupid o'clock in the morning. You just feel like they're not at that level. And it's completely wrong. But you feel like they're not, they're the most likely not to be able to sustain it because they don't have that history of consistently being up there. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Um, I mean, bear in mind, we've been doing this podcast. This is our fourth season. So you would say in the four years, mm. apart from half of last season, Colorado have been very disappointing. Yeah. I'm sure if we've been doing it for eight years, we'd be looking back and going, oh, well, Colorado yeah, yeah, yeah. have done With quite With a well. different roster. Yeah. yeah, so I I like Colorado. I think they will stay in, actually. Uh, I think they've got a good head coach. They're playing good football at the moment. And... Uh, I was going to talk about that game next, but not about Colorado. They drew 1-1 against San Jose. This yeah. is incredible. San Jose, nine without a win now, so they're struggling. However... How is he still in the job? Well, I, I, I'm i not sure, <laughs> is your answer for that, especially when uh, other sides are, are uh, sacking the head coach. And uh, oh, I'll tell you what, we'll talk about the, the incident in that game in a moment. Mm. You look at Toronto and Atlanta. Yeah. Okay. Two sides that have ambitions of winning MLS Cup. They have not had a great start and sat the head coach. Mm -hmm. San Jose have sat there nine without a win now. Is it because their ambitions aren't as high as the other two? Why they've, why Almeida's still in a job? Or is there something else there that you think, can they see him turning around? Because to be fair to him, he started quite well. For San Jose's standards, he started quite well. So has, has he got that sort of, uh, money in the bank is why he's, he's not been sat yet. I am a massive advocate for um, sticking with a coach. Uh, I think even if you're not having a great season, I think you can use that. I think the coach can use that and they can develop and take that into next season. I think that's even more 
true in MLS because there's no risk of relegation. So I understand why they wouldn't have pulled the trigger because we've seen peaks and troughs with San Jose since uh, Almeida's been at the helm. Sometimes they're thrashing teams. Sometimes they're getting heavily, heavily beaten. And I just think it, it do, it's not going to take a lot to turn that team into someone who could consistently make the playoffs. And so I don't think there's a lot wrong, but I'm just starting to question how they can go that long without a win. Is there actually something on a personal level maybe that does need a change? Does that make sense? Yeah, because if you look at streaks in MLS, as impressed as we have been about uh, Seattle streak, mm. when it is a, a streak without winning, that is alarming because as we know, MLS is very much like, it's very rare to put a run together because yeah, yeah, yeah. teams, you know, we've seen Dallas beat New England in the last few weeks and, um, you know, Seattle dropped points at home to, was it Vancouver as yeah. well? So uh, yeah, that is a concern. I, I don't know. I think San Jose, I mean, you look at them in the table at the moment and you, you just think, well, the, they're 11th in the table as a, a car, car for Almeida drives past us. Um, they're not that far off the playoffs. No. And we know that they can get two wins this week and suddenly by the next time we're talking, it, it's, we're getting memed again. Talking. Um, no wonder you were on Radio Manchester. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I don't know with San Jose. I think, you know, realistically, what are they, their aspirations are sneaking into the playoffs. Yeah. So they're, they're the ultimate try and get into the playoffs and then it's knockout football and, yeah. and, and anyone can beat anyone. So in that case, yeah, they've not won in nine, but they're only four points off where they should be. Whereas Atlanta are four points off where they where the, their bare minimum is, is the, the playoffs. Uh, but more alarmingly for them, it's 14 points off New England in first. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll have to wait and see with San Jose. The longer it goes on, though, you can't. Uh, there's not many coaches that can go 10 games without a win and still be in a job. Uh, right, we'll run through some of the other action because we've got lots to talk about today. Uh, Philadelphia beat DC United 2-1. Uh, but this game, um, I must admit, I didn't watch this game live. You were at Silverstone for the uh, Formula 1, so you definitely didn't watch it no. live. Um, I'm glad I didn't, and I feel sorry for both Philly, UK, Philly Union UK and DC United UK, who were going to get to the 86th minute... <laughs> Then the game gets uh, suspended because of a weather delay. The 86th minute. Just carry on playing or just call it. They had to wait then, I think it was an hour or an hour and a half for them to finish the last 10 minutes, including stoppage time of the game. So, (laughs) uh, yeah, it's Philly 1 in the end. Uh, Columbus 2, New York City FC 1. Another Zellerian free kick for Columbus, New York City FC. Uh, must be uh, they must have him in his nightmares lining up to uh, have him sorry in their nightmares lining up to take free kicks. Um, let's see, we've got Portland one, FC Dallas nil. FC Dallas again created chances. Pappy in the first half just not scoring goals at the moment. Um, I want to end on the two LA teams and uh, discuss them. But first, Toronto one, Orlando one. Um, Toronto back at BMO Field was great, and Josie back as well, and he scored. And do you know what? I, I was I can't take it away. I was pleased for him. Yeah, I was really pleased for him. Yeah. And I, the, the, I always try and I always try and be fair. Like, you know, I really think it's great to see Toronto back at BMO Field. Um, I follow a lot of the club stuff on um, socials and on Instagram. It's just they're just driving up to the stadium and they're so excited. Yeah. You know, it's just it's lovely to see. And you know, Josie vindicated. You know, um, gets his goal. Maybe they deserve to win the game. You know, Nanny scored a penalty to to get the draw. Um, but Orlando have been tough to beat this year, and they, you know they're the Toronto would have looked at that and gone, yeah, we'll take that. 
Yeah, it is nice seeing all the fans. And I know each team have, apart from Vancouver, each team have had that sort of moment. We've seen that, we pay attention to it and we love it. Just because me and you, Bolton and Norwich, will be having that moment by first time back at yeah, the stadium. Yeah, three weeks. Yeah, so that'll be coming soon. So, uh, yeah, it's great to see. Uh, right, B, let's finish then on the LA teams. LAFC, first of all, they beat RSL 2-1. I mean, they'll be wishing they could play RSL every week because yeah. that's the second win in a month against them. Um Carlos Vea and Rossi scored the goals for them. It's like it's 2018, isn't it? We keep on seeing glimpses of them two back together and performing, and then it just doesn't quite happen. It's kind yeah. of like a once a month, once every six weeks kind of thing. I'm going to ask you this question again. I've probably asked it before. Is this, are we going to start to, to are we going to see that old Rossi and Vea again? Pretty sure they've only played one since you last asked me. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't see how it can't happen again. I just think, you know, yes, you know, maybe there's been factors. It, I know Vey has been missing for a lot of this season yeah. for a start. So maybe we're, you know, we're beginning to see something. I don't see how they can be in the same team and it not be a success. It's like if you brought Almiron back to Atlanta. I genuinely think that you would literally be in the top three immediately. Like, I, I just, we just love to see it. it, yeah. it Teams that you don't even support, teams you don't even care about. I don't mean I don't care about LAFC, but just in general. Yeah. When you see players that just work off each other so nicely, so well, and I had it this year with with Norwich, you know, you, you, we had it at, at Atlanta, and if I've ever had it at Orlando, um, it's a joy to watch. And that's, that's when you will get up at 3 a.m. and watch an LAFC game because you're like, this is going to be entertaining. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, so fingers crossed. And finally, uh, it was our MLS UK show championship game, Vancouver v LA Galaxy. Yeah. Uh, last episode, Dallas were our champions. Uh, LA Galaxy beat them 3 1. Uh, and then uh, they've now lost the title. It was on the line at the Rio Tinto Stadium. And Vancouver came from behind, a proper, as we say here in the UK, a game of two halves, this <laughs> one. Uh, and uh, they came from behind 2 1. Vancouver wins. So uh, Vancouver are now. Our MLS UK show champions. And who'd have predicted that? Well, I, I mean, Orlando have had it, so every team has, probably has it. And we'll have to make a. I do keep tra- tra- track of it, and we will have to see if we can Who's get. Who's held every it team. the longest? It, who held it? But I think this year, no one's really had it for longer than two or three weeks. So no. we could actually have it where every team at some point will have it. Mm, Orlando, I'm going to have it again. I don't uh, think. And Atlanta, I don't think I've had it all season either. The MLS UK Show. Okay, now, I have got a new game for you. I'm excited about this. I wanted to do this last week, and then I thought, no, I don't want to make it all about England, and then the pressure of the final was coming, and turns out it wouldn't have mattered anyway. Um, So it's loosely based on England, if I'm honest, but I've given it an MLS spin. Okay. It's called Three Lies on the Show. (laughs) <laughs> right. Uh, okay. Is there three lions on the show? Very loosely based on this. So instead of three lions on a shirt, it's three lies on the show. I'm going to give you five facts about. Could be about players in MLS. It could be about teams in MLS, and you've got to work out which two are true and which three are lies. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay, here's your first one. Miami owner and former Galaxy star David Beckham has a tattoo of his wife Victoria's name in Sanskrit, but it's actually spelt incorrectly. Right, okay. How do you feel about that? Um, 
David Beckham used to have a reputation in this country. And we're for being a bit thick. Yeah, about 20 years ago for being a bit stupid. So that could be true. Okay. Uh, number two. We've all seen the famous penalties MLS used to take from the halfway line. But they were brought in because they decided to never have a draw. Games were not allowed to finish in a draw. That... I could say could be true because I know that's a thing in a lot of other sports in in the US. So, okay. Yeah. Number three. Before leaving for Austin FC, Diego Fagundes said he would only sign a new contract if the NE Revs board agreed to evaluate or re-evaluate the club's badge because he strongly disliked it. Oh, um... No, I mean, it is very pro-American, isn't it? So maybe, but no, okay, let's save the other two. Okay. Number four, Bradley Wright Phillips earns more dollars than 10 MLS coaches put together. Wow. Um, I'm not that confident on that one. Go on, what's the last one? And the last one, uh, you know James Sands, NYCFC? Yeah. Been playing for the States as well. Uh, James Sands' real name is actually Double Barrel. Right. And it's James White Sands. Um, Golden Sands would be better, but White Sands. I am going to go with my two, uh, the two true ones. Yeah. I think that the penalty one is true, just going off other uh, American sports. You don't okay. like a draw. And I'm going to say that... The price is on. Play along at home. I'm going to... I don't think Fagundes and any revs would be true. Mm-hmm. I don't think... I love this game. This is great. The two that I'm going on is either uh, White Sands or Beckham. Okay. And Take I'm, your time. No, I'm going to go with Beckham. I think he's got Victoria's name, but spelt wrong. Okay, so you're going for number one and number two. Yes, they're the, tr- they're the facts. I can tell you that the MLS penalties that we used to see were brought in because they didn't want draws ever. Yes. And I can tell you, David Beckham did spell his wife's name yes. wrong. Yes. <laughs> I'm actually good at this game. Good can work. We, can we keep it? Good work. Um, yeah, let us know if you want us to play along uh, again next week. Maybe you've got a suggestion uh, of a fact or a lie that you can uh, make up about MLS teams or MLS players or coaches. Uh, and we'll, we'll have another round of three lies on the show next week. Uh, right, a, uh, a, a feature that is a well-known and loved feature, especially this side of the desk. Can't be on this podcast. <laughs> is uh, Henry's Guide oh. to North America. Oh, that one. Yeah, so uh, last time we did Aberdeen, which of course is not in North America, but hopefully Kristen Ramirez knows a bit more about his new home city. Uh, we're going back to North America this time. I put a poll out on Twitter and uh, our listeners slash followers have decided that this week is going to be Henry's Guide to New England. New England, of course, famous for Fagundes yeah. and its country music. Hey, Elliot. Hey, Henry. Did you know that New England is not a state or a city? It's actually a region of the US comprising of six states, those being Connecticut, Maine, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, and Vermont. Do you know, I, I couldn't have named them all, but I did know this because I got so confused when I first got into MLS. I didn't understand what was going on there. 
As you can imagine with the name New England, there are actually quite a few places that have British place names. There's a Manchester in New Hampshire, a Norwich in Connecticut. Yes! That is nicknamed the Rose of New England. Love it. And there is a Bolton in Massachusetts. Have we done this whole thing wrong? Why? Are we meant to be supporting New England Revolution after all this time? Because I can get, <laughs> I'm just looking at the standings. I can get on board with that. Yeah, actually. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So, Orlando, yeah. never heard of it. <laughs> um, New England Revolution, as we know, play at the Gillette Stadium. It's a fly, just goes into my face. Ignore mm. that. They have them in New England as <laughs> yeah. well. Um, uh, they play at the Gillette Stadium. That's in Massachusetts. And he's also home to New England Patriots, who have won the Super Bowl six times. Yeah, I support uh, them as well. Yeah, so their head coach, Bill Belichick, has been there for like 20 years. He's kind of like the Sir Alex Ferguson of NFL. Um, it's also home to the Boston Red Sox in baseball, the Boston Celtics in basketball, and the Boston Bruins in ice hockey. Uh, I support all them, if, if they're any good anyway. I don't know. Um, I think the Red Sox went years. Was it Red Sox? It might have been Red Sox. There was a, a baseball team that went years without winning it, and it was apparently a curse that had been put on them like 100 years ago. I think that happened to Bolton. Yeah, that is still happening to Bolton. <laughs> That's what we'll say anyway. Uh, Boston Subway was the first in the Western Hemisphere, and he started running in 1897. That's because they were desperate to beat New York to it because there's a bit of a rivalry. Ah, okay. Uh, they didn't open theirs until 1904. Uh, Film history, Jaws and The Departed, uh, set in New uh, England, as well as Family Guy. That's in Quahog, Rhode Island, which is in New England. Uh, Harvard University is in Massachusetts, and there are 92 kilometres of bookshelves at Harvard University. Wow. Uh, there's only 4% of applicants as well getting to Harvard, uh, so I don't think me and you would ever have a chance. Right. Uh, food, it's famous for its seafood, so clam chowder, lobster rolls, fried clams, and a clam bake, which is clams, lobsters, and corn all cooked in the fire pit. Wow. That's not up my street, I'll be honest. Uh, famous New Englanders include, and there's quite a few, as you can imagine, with it uh, being six states, but there's got former presidents, JF uh, Kennedy, John F. Kennedy, George Bush and George W. Bush. Wow. You've got Matt Damon, Mark Wahlberg, Conan O'Brien, Seth MacFarlane, who, who did uh, Family ah, Guy. It all makes sense now. Uma Thurman, Steve Carell, Anna Kendrick, the wrestler Triple H, he's from New England. Oh. And you've got authors Stephen King, and Dr. Seuss as well, he did Canada. Wow. Uh, and finally, Happy Hours, a band in Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, Boston is the biggest city in New England, by the way, and have been since 1984. And Boston gets its nickname Beantown through the popula uh, popularity of baked beans. Wow. Can I just say, this is pleasure. This, this whole feature has been an absolute pleasure because it's so lovely to hear someone try and say Boston, Massachusetts so many times. <laughs> It's so M difficult. Massachusetts. Um, so there you go. That is Henry's Guide to New England. Where do we go next? Is uh, it Nashville? No. Because, you know, famous for country music. Nashville is last. We've oh. told you that. Uh, well, I'll let you choose. We've got LA, Seattle, Dallas, Houston, Montreal, Toronto, Chicago, Nashville. Can we go LA? I've been to LA a couple of times and okay. I want to, uh, you know, I might be able to challenge you on a few things. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so next time on the show is LA. I need to check Montreal. I think we've done Montreal. I don't know why that's made it into my list, but uh, not many to go now. Uh, we're on the, the home straight, but next time it'll be Henry's Guide to LA. Famous, of course, for its country music. Nope. MLS UK Show with Elliot Holman and Henry Hewitt. 
So it's time to have a look at what's happening this weekend in MLS. But before we do, we need to catch up with our predictions. As we said on the last episode, Ugh. I'm winning 3-0 at the moment. So how do you think you did? Terry, you've remembered to talk about it. Whenever you win, you don't remember to talk about it. So well, you probably won again. You did okay. You got 20 points and I was 10 behind, but then correctly predicted the oh. LA Galaxy would be FC Dallas 3-1, so it ended a draw. So it remains 3-0 to me. <sighs> I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> so we go again. Uh, but before this weekend, there are matches in the week. You've got Vancouver v Houston Dynamo, uh, Columbus versus Nashville, um, Miami versus New England, New York City versus Montreal, Toronto versus New York Red Bulls, Chicago versus DC United, FC Cincinnati versus Atlanta, uh, SKC versus San Jose, Colorado versus FC Dallas, Real Salt Lake versus LA Galaxy, and Portland versus LAFC. They're all on Thursday evening. So the Vancouver one is on Wednesday evening slash Thursday morning here in the UK. But no, yeah, it's very confusing. Uh, the MLS UK show championship is on the line in that one. The rest are on, sorry, Wednesday evening, Thursday morning here in the UK. And then on Thursday evening slash Friday morning here in the UK, we've got Orlando versus Philadelphia and Austin versus Seattle. Top of the table clash. Yeah, Austin v Seattle. No. Um, Saturday, uh, July 24th, this is the where we're going to start with our predictions. Okay. Kicking us off at the Benz. It's Atlanta versus Columbus Crew. Uh, oh, this is actually tough. This is. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go for a Columbus narrow victory, mm-hmm. just because of the whole coach situation. Um, it's not that I necessarily think they're a better side. I think it'll be two-one Columbus. Yeah, I don't see this being a high-scoring game. I think Martinez won't play against Cincinnati, but will come back for this one because yeah. it's a home game. I think he will score, but I, I think until Atlanta sort the head coach out, I don't see the form changing personally. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go one one. I, I think was, I, was, I was so close to going one one, and I knew you would. Um, Chicago versus Toronto. Um, I mean, we don't know the situation with uh, Wiki as we record this, uh, whether he's going to be back or whether he's still mm. not going to be there. Uh, Chicago at home, okay, they've got support behind them. I just think Toronto have turned the corner. I know I said on the last episode that I didn't see them turning the corner for the rest of the season. It turns out they have. So I think they'll continue it. I think they'll, with Josie back, I think they'll win 2 1. Whereas I would give Toronto less of a chance, um, but after all the abuse I got, I'm going to go for a Toronto 2 0 win. Uh, Minnesota versus Portland at the Alliance Field at 1 a.m. on Sunday morning in the UK. Um, how do you see this one going? Oh, uh, it's a tough one because I feel like Portland are a little lower than I'd expect to see them currently. Minnesota, maybe around, you know, around where we'd expect. I'm going to go for a 2 2 draw. I think uh, I think Minnesota will continue their good form. They, they beat Seattle last weekend. I think they'll go for uh, part two of the uh, Cascadia sort of uh, week they're having. So I think they'll win. I think it'll be I think it'll be three two actually to Minnesota. Okay, uh, FC Dallas are at home to LA Galaxy. Um, FC Dallas at the moment uh, they're struggling, aren't they? So yeah. I think LA Galaxy will win. I think it'll be two 0 Okay, yeah, I'm going for a Galaxy win. Uh, 1-0. 
Nashville versus FC Cincinnati. Oh, great little club. I actually love both of these. Both of these are just great little, great little teams. Uh, however, one of the little teams is at home and performing really well yeah. and scoring lots of goals. The other is away and conceding a lot of goals. 3-0 Nashville. I think 4-0. Ooh. Uh, okay, RSL versus Colorado. I'm going to say this is the game I've watched the least, the fixture I've seen the least uh, since I've been watching MLS because it's always on at stupid o'clock or um, there's always like a, the UK TV will always want to show an LA Galaxy game yeah. instead or LAFC. Um, however, I feel like a Colorado win here. I'm going to go 2-0. All right, okay, it's a derby match. Um, shout out to Albert Rusnak, by the way, who scored a goal on his birthday. No one cares. Uh, I think RSL will win. Um, I think this will be a close one. So I think 2-1 to RSL. Okay, San Jose versus Houston Dynamo. Uh, 3 a.m. for us hmm. over here. Uh, for me, this is a difficult one to call. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go for a draw. I'm going to go 2-2. Potential MLS UK show championship game. Uh, San Jose can't lose forever, so I think they'll win. I think it'll be a free one. And just when you thought it couldn't get any later, 3.30 kickoff in the morning for LAFC versus Vancouver. I'm piling on LAFC here. I'm jumping on my Rossi Vea bandwagon and I'm going to go for goals 3-1. Uh, another potential uh, MLS UK show championship game. And uh, if it is one, I think we'll have new champions. LAFC, definite win. Um, Vancouver doing all right. So I don't think in previous years that have just gone a 4 Oh, you just write it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. Um, I think it could be another tight one. LAFC 2-1. Okay. Uh, new England Revolution versus Montreal. Um, I actually think this is tough to call. Because Montreal have now got that little bit of confidence that was separating them from being a really, really good side. Mm. So I have to back New England just because hopefully if I back them, they'll lose. I'm thinking from an Orlando perspective here. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go for a narrow 1-0 New England victory. Uh, ironically, you could probably put New England in the same bracket of what you've just said about Montreal there, but they now have got the confidence. Yeah. Uh, and I think they'll win. It's home game, New England Revolution, playing well at the moment. Um, yeah, I think it'll be... I think 3-0. I think... Uh, yeah, I think New England 3-0. Okay, finally, New York City versus Orlando City. Um, I'll let you go first. I think, yeah, Orlando... I would fancy Orlando to win this one. Um, it's down to be at the Yankee Stadium, so New York City back at home. They do all right at home, so uh, not as clear cut. But I think yeah, I think a one nil Orlando. Um, Orlando are playing on uh, Friday morning, twelve thirty a.m. here, and then again Sunday night. So that could be a factor. So uh, I don't want to predict a loss. So I'm going to go for a one-one tie. Um, there are actually more matches on Sunday evening slash Monday morning. Uh, it's Inter Miami versus Philadelphia where's that? it's on the next page (laughs) Uh, Inter Miami versus Philadelphia Union what do you think? oh it's yes because it's Monday technically Um, I fancy a Philly win 2-0 yeah, you've got a fancy Philly on this one. Into Miami, um, not playing well at all. They they now find themselves bottom of the East, which uh, I can assure our Miami viewers and listeners that Elliot is taking no joy. No, I, you know, it's horrible to see someone bottom of the league. Worse than Chicago is bad, isn't it? <laughs> 
I think Philadelphia win. They're in good form, so 2-1 Philadelphia. Uh, DC United, New York Red Bulls, grudge match. Bit of one anyway in the past, still is. If you go off what DC UK and uh, RBNY UK, their banter they have on social media, check them out. Check out all the uh, MLS UK supporters groups. Um, what do you think? Home advantage here for me. I think 1-0 DC. Yeah, DC at home. Um, Lasada ball. Yeah, Lasada ball. I think because of Lasada ball, they they'll score more than one. I think. I think three uh, two. Oh, he's gone Close big. He's gone big. Uh, Seattle versus SKC. Huge game at the top of the mm. West. Seattle. This will be a big game to get back in some farming. Yeah, uh, Kansas. Of course, three points behind. Sorry, Sporting Kansas City got told off for calling them Kansas. Yeah, slap on wrist. Uh, three points behind. So need the win. Do you know what? I'm going to go for it. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go for it. 2-1. I was tempted to go SKC as well. I think Seattle... I'm going to go with a draw, but I'm going to go 1-1. But Seattle missing a few players who are in the Gold Cup. Mm. A few injuries. It's not as clear cut. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go 1-1. Um, shout out as well. Canada and USA will be playing that night as well in uh, the Gold Cup. So good luck to uh, if you're supporters of uh, those countries. Uh, and that's it for the uh, predictions for this week. Um, hopefully, for your sake and for the integrity of the, of the show, and just to make things interesting, I hope you win. Um, if you don't win this time, my next predictions are going to all be 6 0. Wow. Okay. But then I'll probably just choose the right team to win 6 0 and win yeah. based on the five points. I can't win. I can't win whatever I do. I, I've, confidence is down. <laughs> if you want to play at home, uh, if you get the right outcome of a match, say you say a match is going to be 2 2, it ends 2 2, you get 10 points. If you uh, say 2 2, it ends 1 1, for getting a draw, you get five points. And obviously, zero if you don't get it right. Um, right, at the end of each episode, we give you a keyword to use on uh, the ratings. So if you're kind enough to leave us a rating on your podcast provider, if you type this keyword anywhere in the rating or in the subject, then we will definitely read it out on the next episode. So what do you think it should be this time? Oh, it's got to be Hot Henry, hasn't it? Hot you, Henry. You opened the episode <laughs> declaring yourself Hot Henry. Well, Ever so modest, ever so <laughs> level-headed, um, but you are beautiful. Thank you. Uh, Hot Henry uh, needs to be included in your review. Uh, um, as always, make sure it's five stars, LA Galaxy style. Um, and every person who leaves a review with the words Hot Henry, will be entered into a draw to win a MLS jersey of your choice from Soccer90.com, our very, very lovely and kind sponsors. Uh, right, shall we do Game of the Change Your Name? Shall we round things up? Yeah, big reveal. So um, this is where we give you the, uh, the career path of a player who's played in the UK and in MLS, and you've got to work out who it is. So I told you this week's player started their career at FC Dallas in 2008 uh, they were there for four years they played 98 times and scored 19 goals they went on to play for Stoke City Barnsley and Birmingham and then moved back to MLS where they've played for a trio of rivals a two of those rivals support get supported by presenters of the MLS UK show they are indeed and then is the other team into Miami they are Miami yes uh, is it Breck Shea it's Breck Shea the interesting character that is Breck Shea. Um, yeah, of course, played for Vancouver as well. 53 appearances. So he's played more for Vancouver than Orlando. Uh, and, uh, of course, more more than he played for Atlanta and Miami. Uh, and uh, 34 appearances for the US national team as well. 
There you go. Well, well done. If you got that right, we'll do another one on the next episode. Uh, so that's it from us. Thanks for sticking with us. Apologies if you've watched a sweat for the last uh, the last hour or so. Um, hopefully next episode it'll be a lot cooler. We're now off to cool ourselves down uh, outside of this studio. Very much. Uh, from a very, very sweaty Elliot Holman, it's goodbye. And from a hot Henry. <laughs> See ya. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.